0: What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? This is Lita Johnson, and we're going to get right to it. This is the Follow Your Sports Podcast. It's popping in no inf- no, no intro music. Of course, you know, I've been flexing with a couple of new headliner things for a new uh, theme song, intro song. Let's get to it. Listen, Lenovo's on this is the part of the stage where y'all should be happy, but they're not at the finished product to where I can say championship. Or I can say they're finished product for the season. This is the start. And then you should be happy because it has to be a start. Um, let's go back. Rewind a couple of ticks. As we go to the Creighton, to the Xavier game, to the Seton Hall game. All 10 win or ranked teams. Now, I wanted to, you know, shout out to Gambit. Man, I don't be having no hate towards, but if you're a Villanova fan, if you're a fan, you're a follower, I might just check you at the door. But if you're Villanova Penn State, especially Villanova, you know, Penn State football, love y'all to death. My favorite football team for years. I've been a fan for years. Um, Villanova anything. I don't care what they had. I mean, because I like Temple. I like LaSalle. But Villanova was always number one in Big Five. So their basketball team was number one lifetime fan, and then I got into football. I never really knew about their football. I mean, I knew like guys like uh, you know, um, when Brian Westbrook came out, you just saw Villanova, and you was like, oh, Villanova got a star. Brian Finney, and like, oh, whoa, hold up, he's from Villanova. I, I never knew, kept up with the careers. I just went back on their careers and looked at tape, looked at, uh, you know, because I was always like that before I started writing. To look up history on certain players, and Brestbrook was phenomenal at Villanova. He's a little bit unreal. You go look, go look at, do your homework. Jesus Christ, he was phenomenal. So, we go more into um, what's been going on in games how things have been. And, um, I was going to say to everybody out there, be safe in COVID. Please be smart. Take the vaccine. Don't say, um, (laughs) if I take it, I'm still going to catch it. Of course you're going to catch it. You get your flu shot. You can still catch the flu. It just helps you fight off the symptoms that can make the flu worse. You can actually be having the flu, but it don't get bad. Because you've in your flu shot. And some people can't take it. It makes them sick. And, and that's that's normal because we're human. We don't have the same bodily form. We don't have the same blood types also. Stuff can happen. So maybe it's not good for you. Maybe you just need to fight it out. Maybe your body's already immune enough to fight the flu. How about that one? Some people's blood is good enough. It, it, and I haven't heard this, this epidemic of so many people dropping to the flu shot. That's why they still do it. Because if that was an American thing that it was bad, they would stop doing the flu shot. They would stop doing, that's why they don't make you, you know. But in this, this is not the flu. If it stabilizes what's going on, you're talking about you can still catch it. Well, it'll stop you from dying. It'll stop more people from catching what you got because they've taken So, so don't you realize that a whole bunch of people can be in one room and actually everybody don't get it? It's happened. They 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 put people on protocol to see if they've had the the, but they don't have it. You know why? Because now the flu vac that, that uh that that vaccine, you you're not it's just you don't catch it so easy. You know what I'm saying you don't catch it so easy? And people are so hard headed. I just you know what? It's a gift and a curse being an American because you get to hate some of your own not hate but you get to dislike the ways of some of your own people. It's just it just because because you're being selfish. I was selfish. I should have been got my. I got two shots, and then in six months they saying the uh, booster shot, but I, I, it was late before. Like for, to to be real, I should have got it way when it first came out. I wanted to get it, but see, I wasn't one of the people that doubted it. I doubted it. I'm just giving y'all some because this needs to be said right now before we get to sports. I doubted it, uh, the uh, when 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 it first came out. When the COVID first came out, I was like, why we got to wear all these masks and all this? And then you start seeing stuff happen. Even before my, like, you know, before my sisters and all of them caught it. But my mom was like, yo, my pop was like, yo, put your mask on. I'm like, you start seeing, like, people and come on, son, put your mask on. And I did. Because I started seeing the importance of stuff. But it shouldn't have took me that long. It should, I was wrong. I it shouldn't have took my dumb butt that long. I was dumb as hell. So, follow suit, people. Please. All right, now let's get back. Let's get back to this now. The thing is, Brian Antoine, Eric Dixon, and Jermaine Samuels have been phenomenal. Phenomenal. Uh, They're a different team when Jermaine Jermaine Samuels plays. They're, They're a totally different team. I mean, there's nothing you can really say. About it, they are a totally different team. Jermaine Samuels gives you defense. He's a champion, leadership, experience, and then he comes in with the athleticism, ability to score inside, outside, can shoot the three. Like he's really, he's he's probably one of the most underrated NBA prospects in this draft. It's a lot of them. It's always a lot of them. He's one of them. He he's, he has the potential to not get drafted. I can tell y'all that because you know you got guys that come out real early, and and, and if this was the nineties. Before people was coming out early. And people was coming out real early. Real early. You know, it was um so much people was that they, they, they and they're still doing it. So now you got good seniors, good juniors that that don't get drafted. But the the get of that is that is the G League and there's people that get First-round, like Brandon Boston got a contract. Unbelievable when he's a second-round pick, like a first-round pick. Uh, um, So many guys have gotten that. So it's not like you can't get – um, you won't get a lottery contract. I think Brandon Boston was a lottery pick, but he got a first-round contract. Very good player, very good prospect. And he's going to be a, a, a real good player for the Clippers. You know, um. So, let's get to the first ticket here, um. Ladies and gentlemen, L- Longino is here. He's been here. I think that game, he didn't have to score twenty points. He had a um, very good game on both sides of the floor. That's key. That's what made that team good. And that game good for uh, Villanova, um. Xavier game 75 to 41. Whew. 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 Excuse me, I'm sorry, I kind of floated off. The Creighton game uh, that was an ass whooping. That's not even a like, I don't even consider it a blowout, like, sometimes. Like, you know, blowouts is 10 points or more. That's a blowout. It's 10 points. 10 points or more than me is a blowout. You get if you let a person get 10 points ahead of you, it's a blowout. Now, 18 points, 7 rebounds for Jermaine Samuels. 22 points for more. Of course, he's in kill mode, you know, in kill mode. I think this was, this was, this was a I think they really because they got they got their asses whooped. Villanova got their asses whooped. So they returned to ass whooping. Yes, this is the this is foully Leader. We we get real on here. This that was a loss because you lost the bail and you just oh my god. That that was a I felt Nova Nations pain. That was a crazy two game stretch to lose like that. What Nova team has done that? When the last time? Two straight like Jesus. Creighton team is just good enough to be ranked. The Tim Win team, an elite team. Um, unbelievable defensive for, from, from when you couldn't do that. Because the only thing, to me, the problem was those them hitting shots. The defense is looking good. It's them hitting shots. Even now that Moore has been good the last three games, he still, he's still kind of like shot bad. Colin Gillespie always has a bounce game. The reason why I don't mention Gillespie now, because now he's automatic. Three for five, four for seven. You know, Colin Gillespie. Um, he's one of the best Big East players to ever play. Once again, I say, eleven points, five assists, three rebounds, four for seven from the field, three for five from three point line. He's one of the best Big East players ever. He's already won to share the Big East or whatever, share whatever, but he got it. He's been up for it the last three years. He's up for it solely this year. I mean, he's really been. If you look at his numbers, he's balanced mm-hmm. all across the board. What better point guard in the NBA draft can you get? A champion, five years experience, pass, toughness, shoot, defense. Like, what are you asking for? What are we talking about right now? Colin Gillespie is an NBA point guard. He could start. He ain't going. I don't want to talk him an all-star. No, I don't think he'll be an all-star. I ain't saying he can't become one, but no, I don't see him as an all-star. See if he's a good starting point guard for years down the line. He's, he can start on your NBA team, Derek Fisher type. He reminds me, if you want to see, you want to ask me who Colin Gillespie reminds me of, it's Derek Fisher. It's Derek Fisher. Point blank. And I will put this, and y'all will see my post on, he reminds me of Derek Fisher. I used to say Mark Price is him. Now you look at him, he's gotten so much better. He's gotten so much stronger. He's gotten so much smarter. He's Derek Fisher. So, um, that Creighton game was just a bit, I mean, they really shut that team. Down. That's the championship team. 9.6 rebounds. For who? Eric Dixon. Oh, you know, Brian Antoine, three points. Brian Antoine, um, three points, three rebounds, two assists. Great defense. Non-Geno, two points. Three rebounds, two points, three rebounds. They both play real good defense. You look at them; they both have the length. They had the length to play. They both are dangerous. They haven't just gotten to their point yet. But Longino is getting a taste of what they're going to expect for him next year. I mean, he's really a smart basketball player. Archie Diack, eighteen minutes. If, if no, if, if Jay Wright is not giving y'all the blueprint to who he's going to play next year, a lot, whether it's on the bench or a starter. Who he has confidence in? It tells you right there. Both had big plus minuses. They played good off the. They contributed to their win. And Brian Antoine, man, I mean, the way he lead, the way he plays now is different. He's so much more confident. Of course, he's gonna have. I mean, shoot, you can't say bad shooting games because starters we had have had Moore, Gillespie, Samuels. Slater, they've all had bad shooting games So we know what this is about So that should make you more happy Daniels, they've all had bad shooting games Dixon, they've all had bad shooting games Archie Deacuino, they all had bad shooting games So let's just get out of here with the Oh, well, you know, he said, oh, of course But this man actually helped him win Now, Temple's a scary team to me I, 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 mean, I mean, excuse me, Xavier is a scary team um, they're the scariest team to me. That I thought that they was gonna have the biggest problem out of, period. Like Fremantle and Johnson and Scrubs, Some guys is ballers, man. They have a good team. They went in there and just beat them up like they was nobody. Like they would they didn't even exist. They didn't even exist. 15 points, 8 rebounds, Eric Dixon. I had just said they have to start. Before this game came, Nova Nation, people who knew me on Twitter, I said, Eric Dixon needs to get the ball more for this team to be better. I don't know if it was going to happen, but it happened. With the 71 to 58 win, that was big. 15 to 8 for Dixon. Once again, I say, man, I said something about Dixon being played, and look what happened. He needs more time. Moore and Gillespie combined for 32 points. 17 to 15. 17 for Moore, 15 for Gillespie. That's, I think there's only two, you, you, whoever you want to name, I don't want to get into it, but. They're definitely a top three backcourt in this nation. Like, they're just too good. Um, The the big thing I want to go to is that Caleb Daniels. I never really said too much, but because I already knew that it was gonna happen, it, it, it was just something I knew had to happen and will happen. It's getting him more involved. Caleb is a beast, man. You know, Slater has the more size, explosiveness, better two-way player. I, I say better player all around, even coming to the season. But he, Daniels has got more. The confidence in Daniels from Jay Wright was clearly evident, clearly there. He's an experienced player, so you know Wright loves those. He he um, impacted last year as advertised. They had some struggles, but he definitely showed what he's about. And he has to get involved for this team to even go anywhere. Like, there's a lot of factors in this team that have to happen for this team to be a championship team. Daniels is one of them. He's off the bench. He's a... Um, Big time shot maker, plays defense, physical, more physical since he's gotten in the role of being a, a small forward to shooting guard. You can put him in three different positions on your team and you got to score. They wasn't ready for that. He came right off the bench and killed. Like he just infected the game. See, dawgs name got different. And this is why I call this a blowout. And this is just like. After you beat a team like Xavier, you come right in with it's like Seton Hall tried. They was playing good. They had no answers for them, and you beat two ranked teams in a row. That that's that's blowout basketball. That's like you beat two ranked top twenty teams in a row. After after listen, not only right after getting blown, it's been a real bad stretch, and they come and make a statement with the first two games. I, I had no doubts about Creighton. Like, I I said, they're ready now. At the Seton Hall, because Seton Hall is another super team. Then you face Creighton, who got the same, they got like a. How could you say that? Can't say identical. Similar records, similar type, all three elite teams. Like, seriously, like, they came into Seton Hall. Gillespie and Slater had a field day. Here comes Slater. You know, Slater started to work. Because he had some. One thing about Villanova losing was Slater was not nearly there. Everybody was off. You know, maybe one person was shooting okay during those crazy stretch games. They even had something they won where they were shooting bad. But they're back to Villanova basketball. This is Villanova basketball. Defense, passing, shooting. Antoine came out seven points, seven points, four rebounds in sixteen minutes. Just like that, just like that. Then you look at um eleven points, eleven rebounds for Samuels. In the next game, he has eighteen and seven. Like I think Creighton was uh, like, who are they? Two. That was a blowout. That's my definition. That's blowout, man. Like when you go and you you whoop you, you beat a, a ranked team, like you did Xavier, which was oh my gosh, that was crazy. Then you come in and, and you look at the just look at the game. It wasn't as close as you thought. Like for as, as much as Seton Hall tried to play with Bryce Aiken and, and Harris, they was really trying. Philadelphia just had an answer for every single shot when it was one point. Villanova, here they come. When Seton Hall would sneak in there and try to get a lead, they think they got it. It's gone. Like they look at that game, it seemed like Villanova was playing on the court by themselves, and 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 they played. It's like they was playing by themselves, and somebody was giving them a score to beat. They was like just, just just to say if the score was thirteen to ten, Villanova, you down thirteen ten, come back. <laughs> over does it. We're going to give you this stretch. We're going to give you this point laws and we're going to put all these impossible people to go around in front of you. And you do it. Like every time, like I'm talking about directly. As soon as they come down the court, they had an answer for Seton Hall. It's like nothing you could do. Samuels was posting people up left and right, he was snatching rebounds away from people like it wasn't even their court. Four points, nine rebounds by um Eric Dixon doesn't re- isn't really telling the story. He played great defense. He commanded the post. A guy taller than Eric Dixon don't work. It don't even work. A guy that's supposed to be something in the, in the middle against Eric Dixon doesn't work anymore. He's playing the best basketball of his whole season. He's confident on both ends of the floor. He knows how to control the rebound. And you're talking about a three-point shot. He's hitting 61% from the three-point line. People are like 46% from the field. Just because he's trying outside shots. Any guy that shoots three-pointers, it's amazing for them to have 50 and 50. If they had 50% and 40% from three, their, their field goal percentage is normally gonna go down when they're shooting outside shots. He's just one of those type of centers. And I say he can't get to that point, but it's it's definitely normal for you to hit 46% when you're hitting 61% from the three-point line. Definitely normal. And he hits 75% from the free throw line. So you can't foul this bully. You foul this bully, he is going to hit free throws on you. He's he's a very if you're if you're the opposing team, that's scary. That's scary to know that you have to deal with a guy that can shoot threes. Be a beast in the post. And then, when you go to the line, then what can you do? 6'8", 255. What can you do? So, now they had DePaul next. Now you're looking at uh, Javon Freeman Liberty. David Jones. Brandon Johnson. Nico Jeter. Like, DePaul's 9-4, man. It doesn't get no easier down the stretches of the Big East. It gets no easier. Like, this is a very, like, it's the toughest it's been in a minute. I mean, it's always tough in the Big East, but these teams have got bullies, shooters, scores. This team can easily be ranked. Easily. Easily. Just like Creighton. You got Providence. Like, it's so many good teams in the Big East. It's crazy. So, now Villanova goes to play another um, hard team with with the elite score. This is going to be a big one. Then they play Xavier next. I know they're going to be looking for their revenge like we, we got ours. So that's going to be an even harder game because they they want that. And like I said, February. February 5th is the game against UConn. Where I, I'll determine if they're ready for the championship. Where they're at then and what they do after that. Because all, all these games leading up to them, if they win against UConn and they have a good stretch we all know what a good stretch is. Don't ask me. What's a good stretch? Listen. If they win all these games leading up to Yukon, they're definitely the national title favorites. If they lose one, they're still uh, national title contenders. They gotta lose three to be out. My my thing. If they lose, they can only lose two. I mean, if it's nine games, I, I'll do seven and two to stretch it out. I mean, seven and two, it will will be it. But I'll do eight. Let's let's do St. John's. But my thing is the nine game stretch. But let's do St. John's. If they still got to lose two games, period, through this seven to nine to ten game stretch, to even be considered national title contenders. But I feel Villanova wins all game. I don't think they'll lose no more this season. Um. This is a real good team. You don't say that last year's team was different. Um, real different. Still title contenders, but end up falling at the end. Falling in the tournament. But this team is more built than the last year's team. More experience. More talent. Guys who have evolved. Did Slater and Small Moore on this level last year? Now Dixon's starting to form, and he's starting. He's starting to form his uh, a, a center, a big guy that can shoot trades. Kyler Gillespie have five years on their belts. Caleb Daniels has another year in the Villanova offense. Antoine has another year And it's Like, come on. People have to understand this is a team you have to – it was one time he was like, oh, they wasn't ready. Because they could actually not be that title team. They could actually be a team that you'd be like, you know what? no they're not ready but now that they've done this gotten back to their 10 10 win season 10 and 4 looking like a title contender again but they have to go through all these games I mean we're talking about title contenders they have to show it they gotta win I think they even through the whole season they can only lose two games (laughs) They can only lose two games the rest of the year to even be considered title contenders. So that is that is it. Um, we had a poll. We talked about starting fives and the starting five that won out was the one with Eric Dixon, Brandon Slade at the power forward. It was Cam Whitmore or Brian Antoine at small forward. And then you had, um, Caleb Daniels at the point and more at the shooting guard. Now it could change up on that. I just had a couple of them. The one who was second, that ended up gaining traction. A lot of, uh, votes at the end was Trey Patterson, Brandon Slater, uh, more at the point guard, Daniels at the shooting guard, and then Eric Dixon. Then the third one was Eric Dixon, um, Brian Antoine, Brandon Slater, Justin Moore, and Mark Armstrong, or Angelo Brizzy. It was close. It was 20% for that one. 22% for the other one that had uh Moore at the point guard with Daniels at the shooting guard. and and Trey Patterson and Brandon Slater with Dixon I'll tell you about these, man I mean I think the best lineup if if you want me to be clear is Justin Moore at the point because he's the scorer he's the man let Caleb Daniels run around he's so good off the ball you know, let let him be that guy running around you gotta chase it's gonna be hard he could post you up let more handle the ball and um a lot of people are like oh we want to see you can with more Oh, y'all y'all don't want to win no championships y'all want to see young guys play it listen to how y'all talk it doesn't make sense to play the young guy. this is what i also wanted to say it doesn't make sense playing young guys when your starters is not capable yet that's retarded you, just look at what happened i told y'all i told y'all earlier in the season i said if the starters are not ready, then what are you putting bench players in? that it makes no sense. It makes no sense you're not going to win any games not one time have you won a game by putting your bench players in but your starters have not contributed no time in like in basketball, listen there are neither in the haystack situations through life. maybe you can bring up a couple of them or something like that I guess where none of your starters have contributed but your your, your bench players have contributed. None of your key players are helping you win, but you bring your starters in. And that's it. Does it make any sense? And just like I told you, after they lost those two games against Baylor and Creighton, then they won these games, you know why they won these games? Look at what the starters were doing. Double figures. Being aggressive. Leading the game. Then you put your your bench players in it. It evolves on what you was just doing with your starters. It keeps the momentum going. You got Longino. Look how many points. Okay, Calib Daniels had sixteen in one game. Definitely helped. But what had to happen? The starters had to contribute. Look how good the defense. This guy good a defense they was playing. Look how the, how Moore and Gillespie was running that game. And then, he, then then who comes to help you out? Who comes to finish the job? Your bench. A killer like Daniels. Look at Brian Antoine. I have seven points in the game to help the starters out. You emphasize, the bench emphasizes on what the starters are doing. When the starters are ready, and they're becoming ready, they're starting to play. Now, you can stick that sixth player in there from the bench. Why do you think that Dante DiVincenzo and Phil Booth could actually play so good. Phil Booth could play so good off the bench. He he won the championship, did his thing. You know why? Because the starters were doing their thing. As good as North Carolina was playing, it was back-to-back. Starters, starters, North Carolina, Philadelphia, It was going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But the starters were doing their thing. Then you put in Booth and it's like, oh, extra juice. You, we still got to deal with these starters that's tying, tying us out. Now they got extra juice. That's what the bench is for. Against the game when 2018... Michael Bridges was still doing his thing. Brunson was, you know, he he didn't look like a the, the national player of the year to y'all, but he was still running the floor, controlling things, playing defense. Eric Pascal, Omari Spellman, they were all playing. And then what happens after the starters are playing so good or, or doing their job? You don't want to say so good because you know how y'all are trying to oh it wasn't so good. I'm, I'm just I'm just I'm just speaking for all the the nuts. After the starters were, were doing a good job. Who emphasizes it? Dante DiVincenzo. That's the two championships that Nova won. It's the emphasis of Nova. Defense. Starters that play. Passers. Three-point shooters. And the bench. That's two straight championships where the bench player came off and won the game. Just saying. Just saying. Now Nova's playing like no. You see the defense? You see starters coming in. Why was Brian Antoine Langino able to get twenty or more minutes? Did you see what the starters did that game? Okay. Why was Chris Archer Archer able to get eighteen minutes? Did you see what the starters did that game? Okay. Clearly, clearly just a team that's that they're starting. They're not there yet, but this is where you want them at to start to evolve to their point. Just three-game winning streak right here. The way they did this against the teams they played. And what I can say is that Antoine's about to get retarded. This, this, Out of all the people on the Dixon and Dan, Samuels, I've been waiting for them to come up. I knew Slater was going to come out of his slump. I knew more of them guys. And Gillespie, Moore, and Slater are the one, two, three as far as the scores go. The one and two on their team is no doubt Gillespie and Samuels. You say what you want. I know Moore is the, the more talented, but those are the leaders. Those are the leaders. They have to be in this, they have to be in the game for Villanova to win a championship. Gillespie and Samuels One and two Since they came in One and two Two peas in the pot Dada is so important More than just playing on the court He's a heart He's a heart and a soul On this team No question We need Dada on On that bench Or on the floor He needs to be around this team To win this championship Can we win it without him? Yeah, we can. But we a better team without his presence. No, we are not. Nova's not. All right. Um. I right, there's a lot I can talk about on Nova, and, and I'm gonna get to a second podcast. Wish I could, but you know, I mean, I'm, I'm really, I'm really gonna have a second podcast on this f- football recruiting because it's been crazy. Danny DiMeo. Amigo, He was a star linebacker for Albany. It's now with Villanova. So now that gives Villanova a standout immediately. Goodness gracious. Paul Kier, another guy that can be on the defensive line because Malik Fisher left. 6'3 240. Five sacks. 42 tackles. Nine tackles for loss on the defensive line. It's coming. Maybe. I think he could. I, Villanova's trying to get a championship. Um, They just got a commitment from Jack Ryder, a hell of a Glenn. I, I mean, I like, I just, wow. Like, that's another quarterback. Tanner Maddox, Ricky Ortega, Connor Watkins. Then they got a walk on and Colin Kennedy, who is a, a if a dual threat quarterback. If you ever saw one, and Jack Ryder can run, but he's he, he puts that zip on you. But Colin Kennedy, just like Marvin O'Connor, Marvin O'Connor's a runner, but Colin Kennedy's a more aggressive runner than that. Like these now, as you see Villanova has four quarterbacks that can both run on their feet, get you get you with their legs and with their arm. So. I mean, these are this is a talented room. This is a real talented room. The is gonna fall back for a minute. Next year it's Ortega against Watkins. I really think that Quadri Ismail is a tight end. He that's his position. I mean, goodness gracious, if Destiny is doesn't prove itself more than that, the Quadri Ismail, Rocket Ismail. I mean, if you saw what he was doing, them them games when they were throwing him the ball, the yards he was gaining, easy. He was catching hard catches too. I mean, he—that's in his blood for real. It's hard to adjust another position after you've been in one position for so long. That's gifted athleticism. They just offer right stand out Antonio material. so I will get back to that. Let's leave. I come. This is the first segment. Nova's playing as we speak at this time. Let's go, Nova. Let's go. Be right back, y'all. Second segment. Be ready for it. Yes, yes, I'm back. Real quick, real fast-like. Because <laughs> we got to talk about this. Man, man, man. Antonio Montero let's talk about that. I'm really excited about that. 60 tackles, 2 sacks, 2 forced fumbles, a playmaker. You put him back there with a Danny D'Amico. Now this team automatically, you still got Owen Thomas. Okay, who do you want to decide between Timothy Ferguson and you, Josh Slay? You can decide between so many guys back there. Brendan Bell, Jordan, like, you can decide between a lot of guys back there now because now you got, they needed experience quick because they lost a lot of experience. Townsville gone, Amion Black, Ryan, guys was gone just like that. Contributors, they had to get other contributors to make a run at this title. If you want a title, you got to be serious about it. Paul Keir, if they get him on the other side, With guys like Zobo, Jake Green, Aiden Howard, T.J. Presley. You need some experience there. Zobo's ready. He's ready to contribute right away. You get you another experienced guy on the other side. That's huge. Nelson's gone. Fowling's gone. Fisher's gone. You need another guy there. They offer 2022... I think Villanova's, of course, he's gonna have to go there and earn it, but they they have the confidence in Connor Watkins. Um, it's gonna be something to see. I want to, I'm gonna find out more who the defensive mind will be now that Ola Adams is gone. Um, it's huge to look at, um, Johnny Holt Jr., defensive lineman, still out there. Jack Latour, linebacker, still out there that they could they, they commit. Colin Kennedy, like I said, I mean, they, they get good walk-ons, especially at offensive line. Villanova really finds some good walk-ons. Tyler Wills another one. They find some good walk-ons that contribute. Uh, Michael Corby, Colin Gamroff, good walk-ons that contribute. So a guy like this, they just want to keep the the quarterback room big. I mean, they just want to keep it deep. You got Tanner Mendez coming, which is big because it was getting thin. It's getting thin. A lot of guys left. Some guys left. JP left uh, is is gone. They had the guys graduate. Daniel Smith graduated. Quater Ismail. It's the reason why they got to commit. I mean, I talked to Mark Veronzi at the uh, South Dakota Villanova post conference. He was like, you know, even Quater Ismail still. Practicing in the quarterback room he has to say that he has to say who's all battling and all that but quite but he also mentioned quiteter Ismail a man a six seven he's really intrigued by Quater Ismail at tight end i mean when he talked about quarterter Ismail he was like oh, yo you got to know how confident he is in quarterter Ismail so it's the reason why you get a walk on quarterback you got marvin o'connor lower former Moore, lower Marion star quarterback then you got Colin Kennedy. New Jersey prospect, both walk-ons, both can run, both can throw, you know, smart guys. But then you get the scholarship to Jack Ryder, how, how out of IMG Academy, the star quarterback out of IMG. Ricky Ortega came out of Coastville, kind of walk-ins. Here we got another three, like it's three real big talents in that quarterback room. Then you got other good talents in Marvin O'Connor and Colin Kennedy to give you a deep depth room. Guys that can still be learning while other guys is getting time. You got to keep your quarterback room deep. And, and, and I think Mark Varante saw that. I mean, it was one time when Zach B was getting hurt. And they had to put other guys in there like Jack had to be in there. You know I mean, I mean, Nova fans know who I'm talking about. Listen, those guys, as good as Zach was, he didn't have nobody to come in and impact at all. Ismail wasn't ready. Jack, didn't. he just wasn't good enough. So he's microscoping the talent. He's really going hard and, and getting Daniel Smith. Lets you know how hard he is going. You see, Connor Watkins. The little time he comes in there, he impacts. He has an arm. He can. He can. He's really a tough, good quarterback. And I, him being a starter is dangerous for anybody in CAA. Ricky Ortega, you should be scared and doing your homework on Connor Watkins and Ricky Ortega right now. Because if one of them guys steps on the field, it's going to be a problem. It's just it's just that simple. Antonio Montero. And this we're gonna see more, uh you're gonna see get to know these guys more. I'm gonna talk to these guys. Um it's gonna be something special to see how this defense I think they wanna really reshape this defense. They don't have to reshape the offense. The offense still got Hayek coming back, with um Pringle still got him coming back. Still got him coming back. We still got Jaquan, Jaquan Allen coming back, even though the pre the situation with that didn't pan out. Oh, you still got Jaquan Allen, a three-star receiver. Still sitting right there. You still got Daniel
1: Lopez sitting right there. You have a room full. Ethan Carr, you still got a room full of great, talented receivers sitting right there. You got uh, tight ends. There's nothing to worry about on your offense. Nothing. The only thing I worry about is this offensive line. Who is ready? That's my only worry. It wasn't even the defense before the start. I knew Ferrante was going to fix Whatever was wrong with that, or they got good talent back there. It was like you know, and I understand this is making it better. If if they get Montero and DiMeco to, to to sign along with DiMeco signing, that that just clearly proves makes it even better. But guys like Tommy Timothy Ferguson and Josh Slay and, Turner and I mean, these guys are there. These guys are. Uh, I, I'm confident. These guys are real good players. Even though you don't want to put your young guys in the forefront, if you if, if you can let them wait and be depth and learn even more, like they're doing now, by getting DeAmico, Amico who has time left. He only has have this one year left. He's gonna be here for a minute. He has two years. Montero, these are guys that will come in instantly an impact. We're just waiting to see if they commit. If they commit, this is a it's time to start saying okay, top three team again. If a kid and a Montero commit, it's time to start saying top three team again. Right now, to me, they're top ten teams. They can still go and win it, but it's a lot of unanswered questions. You know, where the quarterback come in. I, I got total confidence, but there's a whole it's still a lot of it's ands a buts. To be honest, it's a fifty fifty he also could not contribute. But he has the talent, I believe, you know, no doubt I believe it. But will he do it? Only reason you say that because this is his first time. Whoever goes in watching uh, Ortega, it's their first time starting. Tanner Maddox is also gonna go in there and battle for it. Well, no Khan's gonna also go in there and battle for it. It's going to be a good quarterback room. It's it's, it's, going to be fun for Ferranti. Ferranti about to have some fun. You about to go in there and see Jack Ryder and all these guys. Just go ahead. You got a bunch of talent You can see him picking the parts. He's ready. It's a good room. It's the best room they've had right now since I've been covering since 2016. It's the best quarterback you've seen in the world. No question. Uh, Eli Smith comes in. I think he's right away in good time. By the third, third, or the third this time. more
0: and more offers will be you know Villanova's trying to make that run and and lock up their um their recruit class congratulations to christian Benford and um Forrest Ryan joining into sports management. These guys are, are elite players. They're good players in this draft. They both deserve to be drafted. I mean, they have contributed from – it's not like this one big breakout year. Brentford and Forrest have been contributing for years. Like, all four years they've played, they have been impact players. They have gotten better, which was scary because the, out of their biggest seasons, you thought that this, these two seasons wasn't going to come, not me. I mean, I just thought they were good enough. These two seasons they turned it up. They both look like I think Ryan's a third round pick. And I think Benford's a fifth round pick. I just think who's better. I think they're both two good players. They're just as good as anybody in that draft at their positions. I mean, I I mean, just look at what the body of work. Um, MJ Doomis. The college Gridiron showcase MJ Dumas. And my guy Ty Summers, good, good. Congratulations to them too. They have been standout for nova players for standout players at their uh, position. Uh, this is big for them to show off who they are, what they are, what they can do. Good luck, you know. Five day showcase. It's gonna be big for them, real big for Villanova to have two guys represent them. I think that's huge. Um. will be the leading tackler last year. I think Diameco is going to be it. I think he's ready for it. Who leads the team in sacks? I, I put it like this. If Akir signs, Paul Kier signs to Villanova, he's going to be the guy. Is it going to be him or Zobo? Because he can easily be, Zobo can easily be it while Akir is there. Uh, Jay Green and Aiden Howard. These two guys can get at the quarterback. So, listen, um, I'm out. I just wanted a quick segment. We'll get to more on Nova. Quick segment for my Villanova fans on football. Cause I think more should be put on this football program, which was so, so phenomenal and exciting last and amazing this past season. We got a powerhouse, people. We have a powerhouse. Great protege to uh, Andy, the great Andy Talley. So, this is big. This is big, you know. I, I just feel like it's a transformation for me. I want to say congratulations to Mark Ferranti, Ola Adams, Nathan Pagan, all my guys, the Penny Packer family. This was just, just phenomenal, man. This was good. I can't stop being happy enough for Mark because he's a hard worker, all the bullshit. Fuck y'all. Yes, I said, I, y'all y'all was talking crazy against my boy Mark. Y'all talking crazy. Talking crazy. Y'all know who y'all is. Know who y'all is. Know who y'all is. He the man. My boy Mark, man, I just love success. I love people who work hard get success. They deserve it, yo, man. Happy, I'm happy as hell about it, man. Mark did it, man. He Mark Mark and their whole staff. Their whole staff was elite, bro. Their whole staff was elite. The Nathan Pagan switch and the Chris Bowden hiring. Jesus, Nathan Pagan did such a he did such a phenomenal job with tight ends, man. And then goes over the receivers and revamps their whole. Do you know how deep that. It used to be the running backs. But to me, the receivers are the deepest position. Mm. Well, defensive backs, then receivers. I mean, like, defensive backs are just totally loaded every year, totally loaded. But the receivers, oh my God, you got to love offense. You got to love offense. And look at the tight ends and the receivers. Oh, God. The new tight end coach, listen, man. <sighs> listen, this is good. This is good stuff here. And um, like I said, I'm going to get to y'all, man. Y'all enjoy the Eagle game. Uh, let's go Eagles. 8 o'clock. I think it's 8 o'clock. Let's go Eagles. Uh, Villanova, students, do your thing. Class is important. Very important. Super important. Ultrally important. Because when this game is over, if you're an athlete, you got to have some look back on. Knowledge is everything, especially now. Knowledge is clearly everything. Clearly, man. I mean, you have to know what's going on more. Because it used to be the neighborhoods would inform you. The elders were respected more. The morals, they would would educate. You could be educated 24 hours a day because you were built on respect. No matter what was going on, respect was, we got to get that back. Young crowd, young generation. I'm begging you, let's get this respect back. Make the young ones respect you regardless of what it has to be. You have to be, respect your elders regardless of what you think. Know that they were here first. And just give them that respect because you have class. Even if you see some disrespectful elders, hey, they're not playing a role. But play the role that they were meant to lead you to and be respectful. Show them how stupid they look. Don't disrespect them. Dig me, so do your thing. I'm out. Follow leader. I'm out.